So I'll, uh, do you want me to kick it off, yeah? Yeah, go on. Righto, I'll try my best then. Okay. Welcome to Podcrastinators, episode 20. Sorry, actually, I was oh, interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> it is episode 19, I was wrong. Oh, for fuck's sake, I knew it was 19, and then you corrected me and said it was 20. And then I went back and counted, and you were right. <laughs> well, yet again, Labour shown that they can't count. Yeah. <laughs> mm, Paul, Paul yeah, no, they're still showing that they believe false information. Oh, yeah. that's true <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, take two. Welcome to Podcrastinators, episode 19. Um, the elections happened, and either you're ecstatically happy or you're depressingly sad. Uh, today, we are very lucky to be joined by a panel our first panel podcast and in our panel representing New Zealand first and welcome back to the show Auckland comedy producer Ian C. Island welcome along Uh, representing the Green Party improv performer musical expertise and stand-up comedian musical expertise expertise I couldn't rethink of what the word (laughs) professional musician you've had a long day I have had a long day professional musician improv Actor and stand-up comedian Joel Vinson. Welcome, Joel. Thanks. And welcome back to the show, East Coast Bay's act candidate, Thank you. Michael McCook. Welcome Thank you. back. And of course, welcome to Matthew Danaher representing them. I don't like anyone to know about my political affiliations, as you know, Darren. And that's never been obvious on the <laughs> podcast previously, right? And I will take the unenvious position. Of representing national today. Oof. Yes, indeed. I have noticed actually we've got like a sad side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Happy side of the table. Okay. Uh, for those that can't watch, me yeah. and Ian are but on I, the sad I side. Labour and the Greens aren't actually sitting that close together. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. That's right. Well, I do have a quick question for Michael though. Oh, okay. You were a candidate, but where were you on the list? Oh, number 44. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, so we're not anxiously waiting for the special no, vote. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Uh, I'm, I'm not contaminating coffee. No. <laughs> what percentage would that, would you have needed to get to 44 MPs in Parliament? 100. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, thank you very much for joining us on this public holiday Friday afternoon, a beautiful day. So, firstly, going around the table and probably starting with Ian. Just give us a quick overview of the outcome of the, the election in general and really what it means for New Zealand first. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm relatively happy with the result, uh, apart from the fact that New Zealand first is out. Uh, I'd say it's probably retirement for Winston. I, mean, he's, I would have thought it would have been his last term if he did get back in. As for the party... They say they're going to keep going, but if, if, if Woodson does retire and pull out, it's probably going to flop. Uh, he was the driving force behind it. He was the name, wasn't he? And if yeah. you look behind Winston, there's a bit of a lack of credibility in some of the yeah. people there as well, right? Yeah. Mm, although there are some, you know, there are some people in the party who probably do have potential, do have talent, like Tracy Martin. Yeah. I would argue, for instance, you know. She, could we see her having a life after New Zealand first? In New I mean, Zealand first have, or somewhere else? Then. She will have a life in New Zealand. <laughs> um, she's not that old. Uh, but uh, I'm going to edit, edit that out because that will sound wrong. Um, so, no. <laughs> got plenty of plenty of years ahead of her. But um, 
yeah, it seems people like her have got, and Fletcher probably as well, can could continue in politics. The Shade Jones is the only other one whose people have really got name recognition mm. for. Yeah, but I think they hid him away pretty yeah. much. <laughs> 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 no, it's not, no. Good, it's not good name recognition. No, no that's that, 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 that is part of the problem, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, for me, yeah, I think it's a love him or hate him. I think it's a sad way for him to bow out, actually. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him at least go on his own terms, but. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It would have been greater if he had his valedictory, but yes. of course oh. we won't hear that now. Yeah. Well, I hope we do. Because as a, as a voted out MP, you're not allowed one. You're only allowed a valedictory if you are leave Parliament by choice. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I heard it on the radio yesterday when mm. um, they asked somebody if he would be allowed one, mm. and the answer is no because he was voted out. So if you're booted out, no, no goodbye glory, and, but you have to leave on your own terms. Hence the reason Nikki Kay and 27,000 other national MPs got one. <laughs> so one, of, one of the things I was hinting at um, tantalisingly in the last episode but didn't reveal was um, that apparently Winston had been strongly advised by his own party to basically um, take a green type of approach by absolutely not criticising and in fact defending the government um, and basically trying to ride in on Labour's coattails. And he didn't. He decided to go on a... New Zealand first is the only party I'm going to talk about. He seemed to flip and flop, didn't he? Like, it was like, this isn't working, so I'm going to try that. This isn't working, so I'm going to try that. And in the end, he got he was nothing. It was interesting, because in those last few days, the way that he was coming, you just felt that they might just pull some of it out the bag, but mm. just nothing came. It, mm. it kind of got up to about 2.7, and that was kind of it. It was almost like that was the maximum. Mm. Obviously, it was what he maxed out at, but... Uh, you kind of could never write him off either. You were still sat there on election night at nine o'clock going, there's just going to be this surge come from somewhere, but it just never came this time. Mm. But that's one thing I don't like about polls is so many people follow polls and, and you use the polls to influence their voting. Yeah. I'll see a party doing well and say, oh, oh, I was going to go for that party, but they're not doing well in the polls, so I'm not going to waste my vote. Which, if they actually stayed with their initial vote, the party probably would have got in. Uh, but there's other people who, oh, this party's going well. Oh, well, I'll, I'll vote for them because they want to be vote part of the winning side. Yeah. Mm, so, I mean, you get a lot of wishy-washy people who get influenced by polls. Mm. Yeah, and quite often they're wrong as well, aren't they? Yeah. As we saw Brexit, yeah. as we saw with Chloe Schwarbrick. Chloe Schwarbrick, yeah, that's yeah. right, running third for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, Joel, what was your view on the overall result? Uh, it was a really good result for the Greens, I thought. Um, I'm a bit worried about lack of a strong opposition. Um, and I know that people say they didn't get much, but it concerns me how much, how many votes Advance NZ actually did get. Like, there's quite a, what was it, was it 0.9 or 0.3 percent? Yeah, 9, I think. Actually, yeah. So there's yeah. almost like 1 in 100 people. That's like quite concerning, really, I think, long term. And I'm not sure how the funding works, but uh, isn't it like if you get X amount of a percent of the vote you get some more funding for the next yeah. round of elections mm. and so I think it is something that maybe we should be more concerned about than than uh, we seem to be in terms of public discourse around it although did everyone enjoy seeing um, Tova take uh, yeah. Darren's <laughs> best mate Jamie Lee mm. to task um, oh, after man, the election yeah. I thought she was over the top but she's uh, well yeah that was that was that was extreme for her because that was virgin on 
kind of a, a personal attack. Well, she's almost. a big national supporter, isn't she? So she's probably. Oh, of course of a, she is. Yeah. She's probably got a bit of a. Oh, she is. No I chance. She was I'm hoping she does it more with more yeah, of you yeah, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you thought it was brilliant, oh, so brilliant that he commented well. on the yeah, yeah, Facebook page as well. Of I think they should do it to the whole lot. Mm. They shouldn't be allowed to have a free ride in the media. And That's right. I'm, mm. I'm over it. I think Jacinda's had a yeah, very agreed. free ride with mm. the media and the No, I'd oh. say it's been a very mixed picture. It depends, depends who you look at. Old oh, Mike Hoskins didn't look happy though, did he, in his post election <laughs> analysis in Mike's minutes? Me and Mike both unhappy. But uh, back to Joel's point, actually, and I was thinking about this. There is a kind of right element of politics mm. 0.9% advance NZ, 1.5% the new Conservatives. 2.7% New Zealand First. If New Zealand First goes, that 2.7% is going to go somewhere. We'll come back to this in a minute, Mike, but can ACT pick that up? Can National pick that up? But there kind of feels there could be a hard right developing in New Zealand politics, and there's certainly enough free vote out there to get a 5%. Well, it's often been said that New Zealand First are a safety valve, and that, you know, Winston mm. is a kind of play that kind of useful role appeals to the same people on similar lines that Trump does but is actually you know a decent guy with um, some valid political opinions and a kind of party that is able to bring those people along and bring them into a kind of more mainstream direction which is probably yeah. a positive he, role he bloods more extreme policies mm, mm. which he did a lot of the, this last coalition moves some of the more extreme things more towards the centre I did a fabulous mm-hmm. job with capital gains tax. I mean, I don't own a house and I Hand was dead against now. it. Hand breaks off. Yeah, and Michael will again more, <laughs> more, more, more work as a tax yeah, consultant. Yeah, <laughs> of finding ways to avoid paying your exorbitant taxes that you're going to introduce. I know mm. we're jumping around, but, but, but I think Labour got such a big vote that they're being forced to be in the centre. And I don't think they can bring out huge change. Well, that's the thing that they can kind of somewhat do it. They want to. They're actually going to have to decide what they stand for. Absolutely. Which, uh, to to be fair, like the COVID thing is um, obviously the main thing happening on in terms of a, you know, what everybody's thinking about. But I don't feel like we've seen heaps of policy from mm. the Labour no. Party. Some of which is, you know, that's justified. But yeah. I think Labour have got some other challenges on the horizon this weekend that, that's going to stop them from moving forward with what's going on in Greenhithe and things mm, like that mm. how much that we're going to obviously know probably by Monday Tuesday next week just how far spread that's become and whether we enter into another um, situation in Auckland but um, sticking on the theme of it's parties funny. Michael Greenhithe is a hotbed for COVID because Greenhithe was actually the second place in the country to get COVID as well oh wow, oh, wow. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like a magnet for it. Yeah, so. Burn it down. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> why I'm sitting away from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate, appreciate that. What is it about green life? Do you think it's so appealing to COVID-19? It's just lifestyle? Or like, <laughs> I, I, just think I think we're cross-voters. <laughs> it's the uh, pub culture. Yeah. 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 But um, the, the big question, obviously, Michael, I want to ask you is um, obviously about how you thought ACT went on the night. But the question I want to know is how good was turning up on a boat oh, I know. to Just your own party? How Just good was that, David Seymour? She should have turned up on a speedboat. She missed, uh, missed a trick there. Oh, mate, yeah. I thought I was expecting her to be arms out at the front of the Titanic, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celine Dion playing in the yeah. background. Gayford holding her arms out like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think Titanic's more of what happened to the National League. Oh! <laughs> 
I've got to say, well, for 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 uh, NZ first, of course, we they say that they would be shuffling the decks on the chairs on the Titanic, but they didn't have any seats, so there was nothing to shuffle. Well, but uh, but uh, you lost a lot more seats than we did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. no, it's true. And it has to be said, a lot of New Zealand first voters are are not feeling that unhappy because they actually lent their votes to Labour or Act, depending on what side mm. of New Zealand first they fell on. Mm. It's the evidence. Um, and certainly, na- let's come on to National Party because... Oh, Mike hasn't uh, said what... Uh, oh, <laughs> I know you're always trying to black out the Act yeah, Party. Right, I'm, not, I'm not letting you sorry. get away with that, Dan. Yeah, sorry, okay. we, will, we, will, uh, we will turn back to Act. Oh, I'm sure I'll get rid of them eventually. As <laughs> <laughs> the only person probably qualified here to do it as well. Oh, that's, a, that's a stretch. But um, no, I thought it was good for Act. Um, they got some good people coming through. There's a lot of good ideas there. And I really like the comment about that they want to not just be oppositional, but propositional. And I think mm. I think one of the things that um, Jacinda has brought to the table is that politics may have actually started to change. And we may be seeing the beginnings of a bit more uh, green isn't necessarily always going to be green and, and, and act isn't always going to be extreme right wing. There could be this lot more of this sort of thing mm. going on I think. So for an ACT Party person I thought it was great um, the party was brilliant I thought Seymour coming on the boat was a class <laughs> act, I have to say that um, We'd all let him have that yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and there's some good people there and I think more diversity in Parliament's good, so no I was very pleased with the, the, overall, the overall result for ACT but not so much for the National Party or, or mm. the centre right teams just, just out of interest, are you all pretty uh, hard, like hardline supporters of your particular party, or is that where you've the best choice out of a few? Because no. for me personally, like the Greens, I guess closely align, or are the closest to what I believe in. But I like some of the Labour policies, and from mm. what I've read, which is in a lot, I quite like some of the Tops policies. And where do you all sit on? Well, I'm, I'm very relaxed, very much a marginal um, swing voter um, when it comes to Labour. Um, what are you staring at? I'm looking at your trade union bag mm. and thinking how you could ever be anything other than Labour. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was being sarcastic. I am, I am a pay, I am a paid up Labour Party member. I was actually my face was seen around the world. Yes, it was <laughs> yes. On, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I was seen in Greenhide. A friend in Berlin actually emailed me um, a fr- the front page of the international edition of the Guardian um, because I was there. Uh, applauding Jacinda's speech at the front and I knew as the camera was zooming in on my face I, like, <laughs> I can no longer hide my political beliefs I'm going to have to come out of the closet as a yeah so I am I am a paid up Labour Party uh, member and in fact was reminded because I'd honestly forgotten and I probably shouldn't say this but I'm going to I was reminded in an email this week that I'm actually the secretary of a national committee within the Labour Party, and I'd completely forgotten because I was elected <laughs> just to that role. the last three years. Just, really? <laughs> I, was elected, I was elected to that role just prior to the first level four lockdown, and <laughs> a lot has happened since then. Mm. Don't worry, Jacinda forgot that she was meant to be a prime minister, and that was to us all. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely she, didn't, and neither did anyone else. I've, I've traditionally been a swing voter. Oh yeah, and I'd actually I've actually voted for Helen Clark. Yeah, cool. Uh, oh, yeah. A long time ago. Um, so I've, I've always been a swing voter and what I did find with being a party candidate for ACT was how blinkered people are. I am green, I am red, I am black or I'm blue and yeah. there's no 
Mm. There's no movement, and to me, that's naive thinking. To me, I agree. I can embrace some green policies. I, I've tried to embrace some of Matt's policies. <laughs> yeah. Tax, Good effort. Tax yeah. ones are benefiting you. Yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. But, but could you ever vote green? Whilst we all look and probably go, there's a nice policy over there, mm. going that way to the party. I, I like the green ideals, but I don't think they can be delivered in reality. And I think that's the, the problem that the Green Party have got. The, the, as long as the Greens keep saying we can't work with National, they're never going to be anything except an extreme group. But that's not, and definitely that's dependent yeah, on the current version of National. Absolutely. I don't think anyone wants to live with National at the moment. But National. Including National. Labour and and National are in effect centre parties and Mm. they get pulled slightly to the right and slightly to the left. And that's actually what you want. Yeah. It is, but when that's happened, historically, and disagree if you wish, that party has ended up being punished at the next election. Um. I think New Zealand first, and we'll come on to me, got punished for going with Labour. The Green Party in the UK went with the Conservatives and then almost got wiped out in the next mm-hmm. election. The Maori Party went with John Key in about 2011. Yeah. Pretty much yeah, have been wiped yeah. out for the last nine years. So I think when people tend to go against their common or ground, I think they then get heavily punished at the next election for doing that. Even though people think mm-hmm. it's a great idea that people should be able to mm-hmm. work with ever, but it seems to be their core supporter base deserts them at the next election. Does that come on to what Michael's point is? And I, I don't know the answer to this. It is an interesting question. Does it come on to the point about party supporters themselves and actual activists and paid up members becoming so blinkered that they um, can't support anyone else and they you know, feel a sense of disillusionment? I mean, an interesting point to what you've raised is, is that I get a sense that there's a high number of Labour Party supporters as we got closer to the election actually lent their votes to the Greens mm to make sure the Greens got back into Parliament, which is kind of an instinct I got. Um, which, I, I, yeah, which is something I've never really understood. But there'll be another element of, um, you know, New Zealand First that lent their votes to Labour because yeah. they were happy with what the government had done yeah. and they wanted to see that continue. And then another element that, of New Zealand First that lent their votes to ACT because they believe in the firearm stuff and the There were a lot more stuff. national voters lending their votes to other parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think well, that's a big problem with our political yeah. system is that mm. first, like, uh, still first past the post mentality and MMP promotes that to a certain extent because you have to vote strategically, whereas like a transferable vote system, in my opinion, mm. would be heaps better. Yeah. And actually when you think that, like, say, Labour has a mandate to govern alone, Depending on how you look at it, I don't feel that's necessarily a great thing because you've got fifty percent of the population with their views represented. Whereas, and I, you know, in an ideal world, we would have a greater percentage of the population with their views represented somehow, which mm. is maybe a little bit idealistic. But it would at least be yeah. able to. It would be great if you didn't have to think about strategic voting. Like I could vote oh. for me, it would be probably a green top Labour, maybe the Maori Party if I looked at the policy, and then none of the others are particularly stoked on. But it would be heaps. Mm. Mm. It's more so, of a sensible yeah. thing. I think I think. Some people get too confused with strategic voting, but I think if you're wanting a, a specific party, and you think you vote for another party yeah. to give them a, a, a partner, I mean, surely if you just voted for your party, they would. You get the situation that we've got at the moment where Labour doesn't need a party. Mm. A partner. Yeah. So all the people who actually voted for Greens to be a partner for Labour pretty much wasted their vote because. Mm. Mm-hmm. Greed is not uh, not going to be a part uh, partner for Labour. 
don't know. So, yeah, so it makes it into a very, a very all or nothing kind of binary sort of a thing, and, yeah. and like quite tribal, eh? like a sport, yeah. really. Yeah. I think, oh, especially that's, that's the word tribal. Yeah. I think it's right as well. I think if you're a paid up member and you're an activist, yeah. you have one goal, and that is to get your party yeah. over the line. Yeah. I think everything else yeah. goes by the wayside. So, Matt, you you've got to be so disappointed with Saturday night's <laughs> results. <laughs> Well, as all those people that saw me on TV uh, would have known, I was quite happy. And around the world. Yes. Yeah, I'm now famous. Um, so I probably, probably was seen by more people than listen to this podcast. <laughs> not not this particular episode, though. Um, yeah, I do feel, I do feel happy, and um, I, do, I do feel it was a good result. And I think it's what's really interesting is where we won the party vote, but not the electorate vote, as well as we did turn a lot of what seem to be fairly safe blue electorates into either red electorates or ones that are very close mm. um, and we still have to be seen about the special votes and where that falls out but historically they benefit Labour and Greens so my suspicion is could, we could still get an extra couple of seats purely both our parties at the expense of National probably and do you think that's a good thing? Um, I think it's fine I don't um, I well what's more interesting to me is the idea about there was a bit of talk, even among Labour supporters, oh, we should have the Greens in a coalition anyway after the election. Right? Mm. We kind of, they were our, kind of our partners. But my view was like, nah, why would we want to? Because not only have we got a complete majority, a lot of the votes, if you look at those elect- the party votes in the electorates, that was probably normally, people who normally vote national lend in their votes mm-hmm. to Labour. Mm. So you've got to bear that in mind and think about the coalition of mm. people that actually voted for you. And, and we'll get onto this when we talk to Joel, but I think you're absolutely right there. Whilst we talked about there were a couple of people lending their votes to Green to get back in, there seemed to be more people lending their votes to Labour to stop Green getting back in. It's yeah. only so conjecture though, eh? Hey, there's no... Yeah, yeah I studied or it's a oh, I would say for national voters, 100%. I, mean, I, think, it's, I don't think it's conjecture at all. No, it's very I, clear. absolutely. Yeah. I think of a national yeah. vote, that was 100% their I think intention. Labour and the East Coast base it got 12,000 party votes which is huge. Yeah. But then surely if you were worried about it, you'd also be informed enough to know that the wealth tax is not going to go through, even if the yeah. Greens are in coalition with Labour. So if you were that informed about thinking, well, maybe I'll vote Labour to stop the Greens getting in, you'd also be able to see through that whole campaign. The next yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you know? they voted. My instinct is, and I think there needs to be done some work done on it, because I think you're right, Joel. I don't think there's any evidence they did it as an anti-Green move. I think they did it as a pro-Jacinda move. Which maybe comes into one nah, of the Nah, I, I don't subscribe to that. Okay, <laughs> we need CPR for Michael. Well, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't about actively being pro Jacinda, it was also about um, punishing the National Party. Correct. Yeah, Absolutely. Like 100%. Yeah. You just don't know, eh? It's like eh, without measuring it somehow, but I don't think. No, I think they should be surveyed to find out. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't read an anti green no. sentiment into it. There has been a survey, uh, I can't remember who it was, because I was, but I was surveyed uh, during the week. And that was one of the que- what was the question was on that way. Did you vote this way because of oh, that? Okay. Did you you know we strategically tried to keep one party in or or another party out? So these so there's a survey coming out. Okay, uh, for the life of me, I just can't remember which company it was, but because it's one I know it's a survey I've done before. Yeah. Yeah. So which is why I was targeted again, mm-hmm. <laughs> of mm. course. I, I had the pleasure of sitting with the ACT Party researchers uh, on election night and I'm sort of saying to them, you know, is this going according to plan? They said, it's going exactly according to plan. And their thing was, yes, 
National are going to lose a hell of a lot of seats. And it's about keeping the Greens out and staying in the middle. Mm-hmm. But what was fascinating, it was that when the 1% of vote had been counted, mm. pretty much the writing was on the wall after yes. 1%. Mm. Um, and it didn't, ver- it very, it, it moved from that very little over the night. Mm. The only one was a Greens were at 93 mm. and ACTA at about 6.5 or something. Mm. Those two switched over. National, I think Labour were at 50.5 or something. Mm. New Zealand First were at about 2.3. It was pretty much accurate after one percent. I know, amazing I after one percent. Sat there watching the results come in, and I was just thinking that percentage is going to go down drastically. It's like mm. it because the assumption being that it was generally Labour supporters that voted early, and it was the early vote results that were coming out first. The assumption was where I was was that the, our percentage was just going to keep going down and down and down, and it didn't. I'd like to call you out that you weren't watching the results. You just kept sending me laugh emojis all night. (laughs) (laughs) May have may have sent you a couple. couple, (laughs) Yes. Um, Would you like to ask Ian some questions on New Zealand? Well, I was trying, and then we all went off. That's fine because that's the way this podcast rolls. So, um, do we think did the New Zealand First Foundation scandal cause? Any issues for the party, or in fact, were most voters not even aware of it? Might have lost a few, but I mean, part of it I think was it was uh, Winston jumping up and down, keeping it keeping it in the media. Yes, didn't help. No, <laughs> so, I think if he just kept quiet, that probably would have gone gone away. Um, yeah, I think he but, had one legal case too many. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, that's it. I think people are mm. sick of him suing everybody. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably was more, more that, da- more of a damaging for them. Yep. Mm. So, um, do you think New Zealand First were punished for putting Labour into power? Not really. I mean, it's a, I think it's a small percentage, possibly, but it's it's how many. I don't know what what where the leadings are of, of a, a lot of the their party supporters. There were would have been a few. Right wing ones would have gone right, and we're not too happy. I know there's well, there were some that weren't too happy that they went with Labour, but I think the majority would have been just happy that they were actually in power, part of the government, and actually doing as what I said earlier, moderating a lot of the more extreme policies, which mm. they would have, which they did also to a lesser extent when they were with National. Yeah, playing that classic kind of handbrake yeah. sort of role, which is how they've always yeah. marketed themselves. There's quite a thing in politics, though, with coalitions that often the minor parties suffer being a bit with mm. the bigger parties across yeah. the board, right? So it's like they'll get blamed for holding up progress, but then often good ideas that work or policy that works get gets accredited to the, you know, the in this case, the Labour Party. Yeah. So I definitely think they were punished for putting Labour into power. 100% of them, yeah. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I think their core voters kind of went, yeah, that's not us. Hadn't he said, though, previous to that mm. last election that he was, you know, was always like more likely to go with Labour? I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's right. Wasn't he on record to say that? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and the previous election, I voted for New Zealand first under the assumption that they would have gone, that they were going to go with Labour. Mm. And they were. Yeah. yeah, I would have been highly pissed off if they'd gone with National. Yeah, <laughs> something else is pretty clear. Uh, yeah, they basically, he would have, they would have lost my vote if they had uh, gone that way. I think that was his big problem. It didn't matter what he did, he pissed yeah. off what he was saying. He was damned if he did and damned if he didn't, right? Yeah, yeah. automatically. Mm. I do wonder if it goes back to what Joel was saying, though, about how smaller parties and coalitions 
do struggle to differentiate themselves for the good things. And, um, you know, that's probably why Labour saying, no, we're not going to be having a coalition with Greens because we don't need one is a massive boon for the Greens, actually, in the long term. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of the Green policies are, are more obvious, whereas a lot of the New Zealand First stuff is, a lot, I mean, like, Shane Jones did a, a hell of a lot of work in his electorate. He, the infrastructure and investment in that area was was massive, mm. and yet he lost. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as a person, nobody likes it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And they, you know, they can certainly take quite a lot of credit for the provincial growth fund and yeah, three, the work done there. Some of it was really good. Three yeah. billion, and you can't win an election. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> the reality, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, have you seen how much labour spent to win one? Yeah. <laughs> it was at least an hour a day every day for six months. Yeah. It wasn't our money. Yeah. <laughs> that's the right. That's the thing about socialism, right? That was a, it took a, took an hour to give you two minutes worth of information. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was annoying. I thought that was annoying. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, you, you turn the radio on to, to listen listen to the announcement. Say, okay, are we coming out of lockdown or not? It took a ten minutes to actually get to the point. This is like. Who gives a shit? Mm. Give us the information we want, and then mm. you can spend the next half hour talking all your all your rubbish. Shit. Yeah, you're mm. absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. 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 So why now for Shane Jones? <laughs> Unemployment. Plain and simple. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him cropping up with the likes of Sean Plunkett and other commentators in the media. To be yeah. honest, he's Who's Sean Plunkett. So he's like a former comms officer for yeah. uh, various people he was actually the advisor to the top and he's our magic live yes talk yeah. the talk show right but data for me in a week he's someone who's kind of gone from politics and PR through to the media kind of yes. bubble and I just wouldn't be surprised if Shane plows the same furrow mm-hmm. um, you know, has he got the credibility for that? Though? Well, there is a certain. Well, you don't need credibility. Mike Hoskins has got on his own show. For oh, <laughs> yeah. Salty. Salty. Yes. <laughs> well, Willie Jackson and Tamahiri. I mean, Shane Jones is one half of that. <laughs> well, you yeah. jo- joking aside, with Tamahiri, definitely yeah. I could yeah. see him teaming yeah. up with him. Absolutely. Yeah. After Hoskins in the morning. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, you get. You get you go from one extreme to the other yeah. I bet yeah, he'll be, and he can be in the middle well all united by one thing which is our wankers <laughs> <laughs> and out of power <laughs> yeah and have no power in. so I think that's um, anything else you want to talk about with New Zealand First before we move on there to is one question if New Zealand First is wound up where would you vote next I'll go back to Labour would you how disappointing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't think we need to discuss that any further. Well, what do we have to do to get you over to the Greens? Just uh, actually get, some, get, 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 get a, a credible tax policy. Are you friends with Ian on Facebook? I suspect it's very difficult. I'm going to send him a free request now. I mean, the Greens have got a lot of good policies. And, and I mean, I think Labour should get um, give Greens a few things like um, environment and um, a couple of other portfolios like that um, just get a hell of a way from the books mm. <laughs> I mean, can we the, do the yeah. same with Labour? sorry I know as you said the wealth tax was never going to get through but every time you, you read anything on it you think well hang on 
most green voters read uh, green tax policies they're going to put everybody's rents up mm. because the people who own the properties aren't going to pay it they're just going to pass it straight on yeah. so it's, again it's always the people at the bottom yeah but aren't they pay. suggesting right forgive me for not knowing it off offhand but aren't they, don't they have like a policy around rent cap or tying rent to does inflation and stuff yeah, it never works no but they have a policy for it though I think they recognise that that is a criticism of that mm. particular policy that it would drive rent up but they have other things in place to and there <laughs> are, you know in the Green Party's yeah. eyes not not talking about them as a third person and shifting the owners <laughs> away from my, myself. My landlord puts a rent up every year anyway, whether the rent taxes go up or not. Having said that, I wouldn't want to argue for wealth taxes because no. I think it's not the right um, argument. I think a lot, of, a lot of things need to be, should be um, tagged to inflation as well. Mm. I mean, like capital, like capital gains tax. Well, as you can't pay. Yeah, I think you can't pay a gain if you if you, if you haven't actually sold anything because you haven't actually gained anything. It's a thing with the wealth tax though, too, though, right? Like yeah. they weren't proposing that you would pay that money. It was just if you sold your house or yeah. died. So in the case of my grandma, like because oh. she uh, had um, she passed away about six years ago, got a house in Tanakaha Road in Tararangi, like with the view of the Manukau yeah. that's probably worth like I don't know a shitload of money now, but yeah. they wouldn't. You wouldn't actually don't actually have to pay that until you were to sell that house. Mm. So it just means yeah. that effectively but your inheritance already, gets cut into. But we already have a wealth tax. Mm. It's called rates. Yeah. Mm. So could your mother tax. could your grandmother afford the rates on her house? I don't know how that works. How does mm. it how does the rate how do they judge rates like uh property value to the house? Property value. Property value. Yeah. What, does it, what does it end up being? Like if you have like a house in Auckland with a million bucks, what are you like oh, paying in rates? I don't know. Ooh. Two, three grand? Three grand to chase them like that. And um, when you're going up to a two mil house, yeah. you're probably up to four, four These and a half. These two would know because that's the kind of houses they live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like, everyone living in a flat in Ponsonby, hey, Jesus. Every time we start talking about a tax, our listening numbers actually go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, everyone pays, everyone pays income tax, everyone pays GST. Mm. So you're already, you're already taxed, you shouldn't be taxed twice. The one party that were going to charge GST, you. That's my view. The one party that were yeah. going to charge you, even if you hadn't sold your property, was top. Yeah. Because they were going to do it on mm. equity every year. Yeah. Which you can't. Which, which is, you can't do. Well, it's annoying, right? So you go and buy a house for a million, and you had to put a hundred thousand down to get the mortgage. What you're then actually getting taxed on in year one, if your house doesn't appreciate any further, is your deposit. Mm. Yeah. Well, how's that fair? Well, these that and okay, it's a stupid policy, but then surely you'd you'd have to. Look into inflation as well, yeah. because if you if your your values equity's gone up ten percent, but inflation's also gone up ten percent, you haven't actually gone up anything. Mm -hmm. If inflation's gone up even more, you've actually lost. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you've lost money, are they going to give you give you a tax break? refund? Yeah. A you, refund. Get a, you got a tax refund. You you got no charge, was my understanding, if your property went backwards, but you didn't get nothing back. No. You only got done and, if you went forward. And everything we're talking about here pushes up house prices. Yeah. You know, if you look at the North Shore, within the next 15, 20 years, North Shore alone needs another 83,000 houses to yeah, be built Jesus. just to cope with the population. Labour have built 100,000, that's easy. Oh, they built, what, 17,000 surplus. There is a major problem coming. And, and like we talk about house prices and capital gains, capital gains is not the answer to, to stimulating more housing. It's no. actually getting rid of the Resource Management Act, which actually your party is for, your party's for, your party's for, and my party's for. 
I don't know about the Greens, but the Resource Management Act will allow Auckland to build up and out without all this regulation. Uh, man, I think uh, it's a huge, like, look, to me personally, like, my biggest things I'd worry about, particularly, like, climate change, mm. um, COVID-19, and the housing crisis, and then, I guess, yeah. like, further in the distance, like, AI, well, there's not mm. that far in the distance, you can't really do anything to vote against it or for it in New Zealand, but um, it's a huge problem, like, if you, if, like, the houses going up relative to income. It's almost yeah. the biggest problem we've got. And well, I think we're all in agreement on all Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone would disagree. For me, I think with housing as well, though, you've got to remember the quality of housing. And the yeah. fact is that the quality of housing in New Zealand is some of the worst in the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they built Dunedin to face the same uh, place on the campus as Edinburgh, right? It's like completely the opposite side of the world. So the... It's what I've heard this anecdotally, yes. so I have to look into it. But yeah. it's like the yeah, and that set the tone push. for the rest of uh, the rest of history. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, housing decisions. Um, so I, I would I would argue that actually um, starting to force people to, as far as a lot of Green Party and probably Labour Party voters who would normally vote for those two parties are concerned, get <coughs> getting our landlords to um, put in decent insulation and. Um, heat pumps and things like oh, that is yeah. probably a and then I put priority. the rent out the cover yeah well you know all the tenants <laughs> won't use it because they don't want to spend the money can't, you yeah. can't afford it because the uh, you can't turn insulation off true yeah. true you can burn it for five of them they should be funding well, solar we're, we're they, should, they should be funding now. solar stuff <laughs> <laughs> they should be funding solar panels they've got solar solar panels on every house we should actually yeah that's definitely another another solution yeah. I think it's too early yeah. Yeah. so I'll, uh, I'll cut across to Joel mm. and was this possibly the worst outcome for the Greens apart from not getting 5% no I reckon this is actually an excellent outcome eh? um, because I think the Greens function better in Parliament um, I actually just learned the term yesterday but like shifting the Overton window oh, yeah. a little bit So, um, and someone oh. needs to hold Labour to account it's not going to be national this time I don't think as much That's as right. I disliked Bill English on his bigotry as I describe it in terms of marriage equality and abortion and women's rights I think he you know like that there was a different party under previous leadership hey and it's just uh we're going off on a bit of a tangent but I think we don't realize in New Zealand that actually like the role of everybody in government is important including the opposition and you have to have a strong opposition holding you know the um governing party to account I think the Greens hopefully will be able to do that Somewhat as well, um, because yeah, I guess it remains to be seen whether Labour is a transformational government or whether it's going to keep pushing the same status quo and not changing anything. So I think it's a great result for the Greens, and especially like Chloe Swarbrick, was particularly fantastic. That's a stunning result yeah. considering that she was well third deserved. all the way well to. Yeah. I tell you who well, didn't okay. deserve to win, Helen White. Yeah, agree. Because that was there? the yeah. classic case of riding Jacinda's coattails that you said that New Zealand First should do, that was Helen White's entire campaign, right? <laughs> and so if Glowie Swarbrick didn't win, then Emma Mello absolutely deserved to, because they were the only two I ever saw on Facebook doing anything. And Helen White was nowhere to be seen. Did you see Helen White's campaign video? No, but I reckon you should share that, because you've talked about it, but no one's seen it. Apparently it's atrocious. It is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently never saw the light today because it was atrocious. Yes. I, just, I, I might well share it in the Facebook Messenger. <laughs> well, Chloe, Chloe's really smart. Yeah. She's, real, she's real, really clued up and she talks well. She gets a point across very well. She's a fantastic debater. 
she's probably the best person in the Green Party. From, mm. from, but their uh, co-leaders seem to be seem to be a bit deficient. Having but seen them both ready to stand the other up. day, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Whereas, and as, as, as ex-leader, I, don't, I mean, you mm. must know him personally. Mm. Personally, he comes across as a moron. Um, <laughs> um, he's always got this vacant, dopey look on his face. I mean, he might be a very smart person. I don't know, but he, he does, he, but he does not come across as, as such. Wow, that, that's just that's just what my. I'm just going to go out there and have a little cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. So you can, you can, I mean, you, but you see, I found him to be articulate and intelligent. See, that does yeah. not come across via through the media. Yeah, no. So, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I disagree with almost all of the policies, but I've I, and I'm not. This is in no way endorsing David Seymour's party or policies. But actually, when I um, what was he on the project recently or something, making mm. some do- comment about Donald Trump, it's quite funny. Like I can see the appeal. You know, like I thought he, and the limited amount that I've seen of him on TV, mm-hmm. um, or on the internet, I actually thought he, you know, came across quite well. Mm-hmm. And there was a like a, a sort of tongue where he said something about the French liking to cock. And <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional, but yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah. That, that would have got him a lot of. Right, that, that's the thing. Is quite often yeah. the the view you get of somebody is what the, mm. the media is presenting. Correct. So quite often you're getting whatever the the media's agenda is. Mm. Mm. Well, Dancing with the Stars. That certainly propelled him to start him as far yeah. as I'm concerned. That's why I joined that party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I don't, I don't, I, I couldn't stand that program. Oh. Yeah. Just, uh, the fact that I've never had any actual stars on it. <laughs> back, back to the Helen White and Chloe Schwarber thing. Yep. I think it, um, that whole thing about when they interviewed her and asked her about her opinion on Chloe Schwarber and she sort of said, well, if you want a celebrity vote, vote for a celebrity. I just think that sort of dialogue, we're, we're better than that now and I yeah. don't think that doesn't help anybody and uh, I think one of the biggest uh, problems in terms of how we view politics as a nation and probably worldwide is that like politics like they're not sexy it's something you don't talk about in public politicians are all scumbags and it just I guess increases like (laughs) no no I'm not saying I don't agree with this but I feel like this is the pub maybe a publicly held opinion and it's like um we actually, everybody actually needs to engage right. and talk constructively about it like we're doing mm. now because we probably actually find that we agree on a lot more than we think we do and then we can sort yeah. of say, well, you know, this is a problem, here are our possible solutions and this is what's going to happen. And I just think that sort of, I'm like, I'm glad that she got punished by the voters. Maybe it was for that. I kind of mm. had a lot of social media um, talk about that on my feed anyway previous to the election. I just think that's... Not good enough, you know. Similar to like Jerry Brownlee standing up and saying there's some sort of conspiracy through the government. I just, I just think that's not. You know, you've got to have some sort of level of um, what's the word? You've got to set the bar at a reasonable height, yeah. and it just just wasn't good enough. And mm. I was pleased to see you not get in because of that. I just thought that was just mm. not, you know, for someone running for Auckland Central, which is a pretty serious electorate, mm. given that it's like the economic. But like a deputy prime minister <coughs> sort of a role, really, isn't it? What's yes. his name? Calvin. Yeah, I don't know. It was Winston, wasn't it? Winston, <laughs> the, the poet, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cringeworthy as well. Yeah, yeah, that was hideous. Yeah. Well, that was silly. Yeah. Well, I was sat there chewing my teeth, um, chewing my fingernails, uh, hoping he was going to get it over quickly. He didn't, though, he did he? He kept going on and on yeah. and on. And mm. I was, the problem is that he did a speech similar at the conference last year, and it was really good and mm. very funny, and um, using the Tanifer analogy and stuff like that, it really worked. 
and then he tried to do the same same again never go back twice it was basically a callback yes Um, and actually I do think professional comedians do have some input into both his and Jacinda's speeches I'm not sure who it was with his but uh, (laughs) yeah probably on the basis of how bad it was probably um, (laughs) it's very much like stand up as over this bit worked last time yeah exactly dying in front of it yeah well it just shows you the two different levels of, of there's the party faithful and you can talk how you like to them and then there's actually the stuff that you put out for public consumption. Yeah. And that wasn't fit for public consumption. Oh, no, I totally that agree. That wasn't fit for party faithful as well, if you look around the room. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the only one going, oh, God. Oh, my God. God. This what, is, what, what is your opinion on him as an MP? Is he, is he an effective... Because I, personally, I think Labour has a lot of dead weight, although it's improving. But uh, what, is he an effective... And I, I agree with a lot of parties, I would say that about actually, but... Um, I think in his role as corrections minister, he's done some really effective... Mm stuff actually from what I can see through my day job that's all I'm saying I was going to say there's nothing really much else about the same discussion on Phil Twyford I've heard different views about his role as tourism minister yeah I've heard that's been a bit of a fail well yeah. tourism is a bit of a fail in general yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's the pandemic yeah. Um, yeah. certainly can't blame him for that well that's well, national tourism is local tourism mm. well that's, is, that's right which has actually been extremely good here's some quick fire questions for the Greens um can Chloe Sporbrook hold Auckland to the vein like Nikki Kay did? Like be a multi, multi-term? So. Yeah, I reckon she's um, very... Well, I think like regardless of where we all sit on the political spectrum, like getting people engaged in politics is a good thing, right? And she's mm-hmm. great at that, like lifting the youth vote up. Um, yeah. And, I mean, some of those people will maybe be, be kind of convinced to vote and then getting people... You, you know, we have that old thing we say about, like, just... You know, whatever you do, just vote. I think that frustrates me somewhat because it should be whatever you do, get informed and then vote. Yes. But getting people to vote in the first place, I think, makes us all like feel like we have some sort of um, part or responsibility for the system and, and, and promotes further engagement. And I think just for that, like that's fantastic. I think there's a lot of people that came out and voted that probably would have if she hadn't been so, probably wouldn't have if she hadn't been so prominent in the public eye. Um, yep. And yeah, I think I, I reckon she'll be great. I mean, it remains to see, but I think it was, correct me if I get the details wrong, but I think it was Elliot Stables that the landlord was trying to put the rent up. Is that right? It was some central Auckland thing. Mm. And she actually, you know, went down there and was talking to the business owners and negotiating on their behalf. And she's a very proactive politician and really gives a shit about it. So I think, you know, I think it'll be like a Nikki Kane type situation. She'll, she'll get it. Is she a future and, uh, leader? Yeah, I reckon. Oh. Um, I, absolutely. I think... Yeah. Uh, Part of Nikki Kay's appeal was that, um, like a lot of Labour voters voted for her, I mean, she had a very wide appeal. Mm, um, yeah. Chloe's very much the same. Like I saw a, a thing on um, maybe RNZ with her talking to was it Madeline Waring, who was the first, the youngest female MP elected in New Zealand back in the days of Norman That's Kirk right. on the yeah. national side. Mm. You know, she um, put, you know, has social media stuff where she's talking to Nikki Kay, and she does do that thing very effectively about engaging with the opposition or people that have different views yeah. and having a civil discourse just just putting the spade in again but unlike helen white who just <laughs> thinks that she can just write in on you know being a def- lawyer i'm not going to defend helen no. white <laughs> well honestly to, to chloe on, on the news talk B, zb talking to um marcus lush about the referendum and taking calls and the they're just saying it's probably a lot of older people would more likely be li- listening to that station at night. So yeah, probably a lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of yeah. national voters and stuff probably mm. would have 
and, and actually just to hear the amount of research that she's done on, this, on, on that topic, the how well informed and how well she was able to actually discuss with people who were bringing up with very opposed points of view, and she was pretty much talking them around each time. Well, she got a photo with Darren having a big grin, eh? Yeah, she wasn't she enjoying yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> In the arms of a she, national, of an absolutely yeah. distraught she, national. She looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she's consistently like the best, and, well, the most well informed. Obviously, I'm biased because I do tend to watch more of her content. But she's one of the best informed MPs in the house. She actually like. Uh, well, she seems passionate about what she what she. Yeah, I think she's like a genuine Jacinda. Not that I think Jen Jacinda maybe doesn't have a choice. Doesn't say a lot. But, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so absolutely, I think she's a future leader. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, if, if she was a labour, if she was a labour, I would have voted for her. Oh. <laughs> her and maybe Materia Ture are my two favourite Green Party people, yeah. Materia and Spirit. But, yeah. yeah. And a final question for the Greens: Where do you go from here? How do you go forward? Because Greens obviously normally over poll and underperform. This time mm. they've actually gone better than the last election. How do they <coughs> go there again? Especially considering we could have a massive swing back. I think this will be maybe actually better for their numbers than being in the, for, for the vote than being in Parliament. We'll, I mean, being in, in a coalition, we will see. But I, uh, I think I think there's going to be an increased um, vote for the Green every year from now on as climate change becomes more of a thing, and there's sort of uh, policies that maybe they've been championing for championing for a while. Uh, I guess the over to window shift. So I just learned mm. in terms. That's very exciting. But um, <laughs> it's more and more palatable. Only you were my friend on Facebook when I lived in England because I used to get a train once or twice a year. I used to get a train through the town of Overton. Right. Yeah. And I'd be sat on the train and I would always take a photo on my phone through the window and I'd post it on Facebook. I'd say I'm just moving the going through the Overton window. <laughs> no one would ever react yeah. to it. No one got I it. I wouldn't have either because I only learned yesterday from someone on my That's true. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I might, when it comes back up in my memories, I'm going to share it. Do you? Yeah, you better it. tell us what our, our <laughs> listeners what it actually means. It's just you think there's a whole lot of uh, policy and maybe like some of it sits outside the range of the window that you can see and mm. it's a metaphor saying that it's not maybe acceptable policy. Um, it's not uh, considered you know, to be plausible or acceptable by the general public and then mm. gradually that shifts. Mm. So things like a, uni, uh, a UBI, is that the right? That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, universal basic income, that's like far more of a talking point now than it would have been like 10 or 12 years ago. Even a uh, little bit of a, a adjacent things with that, like terms like um, neoliberalism or like late capitalism or things that get bandied around that I wouldn't have had any idea what that would have meant 10 years ago. So it's just a term, I guess, describing how um, things become more palatable to the general voting public change over right time yeah. that's the correct yeah. definition yeah also I think as, as uh, the younger people are actually getting well, more and more of them each election are, are growing up becoming voters or more and more younger people are becoming more engaged mm. they're more likely to go t- towards <laughs> agreeing policies what did Winston Churchill say at 20 you vote socialism because you have a heart 
Yeah. At forty, you vote for for capital conservatives on because you have a brain. <laughs> yeah, but does a mental capacity? Um, where, where does it start to decrease though? Yeah, really? exactly. Uh, yeah. Let's let's keep this like evidence and scientifically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and and also, especially yeah. when you drink a lot of whiskey and smoke a lot of cigars, like yeah. Austin did as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Again, he was a evil person from New Zealand perspective so it won't go well too much. Well, <laughs> he was from the perspective of some working class people in the UK who yeah. uh, he ordered the troops in to um, stop when they were taking strike action and things so yeah. Yeah. only for yeah. that to happen again 40 years yeah. later under but, Margaret yes yeah, yeah but yeah Winston Churchill used New Zealand troops as cannon fodder absolutely yeah, of course well, I mean, yes. so, yeah. many like it's a huge thing with historical figures eh? like uh, what was it Abraham Lincoln ordered the biggest mass genocide on American soil I want to yes. check that before saying that it's absolutely true mm. and like Norman Kirk who's like bandied around as this great labour figure was absolutely opposed to any sort of marriage equality which I think a bill was put forward by the National Party at the time mm-hmm. um, I was that was referred to in the interview with Chloe Schwarbrick and Madeleine Moore well, I don't think it was, it was um, so. marriage equality I think maybe it was legalisation of same sex relationships yeah right so yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know he was definitely opposed to that people yeah. complicated yeah, so see, that's another thing yeah, things, things change yeah. over time I mean yeah that's the yeah, Overton that, window. That's yeah, the exact exactly, illustration exactly, of it. Exactly, yeah. Gay marriage is unthinkable. Same-sex relationships are unthinkable. Mm. Now they were illegal. Now we've got marriage equality. Yeah. yeah, but it's a bit like euthanasia. Uh, there's there's some people that are dead opposed to to what's been ref- gone through in referendum now, and there's other people who are really angry because we haven't gone far enough. And talking about it, you know, as, uh, with other act candidates, you know. You have to start a seed and plant a seed and actually take the people with you. I'm you pissed off about it. You can't go from there to there straight away. Yeah. 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 I'm pissed off about it. The mm. question should have been, do you support euthanasia if everything is put in place to make sure it works as intended? Because mm. I'm 100% in support of euthanasia, but a friend of mine who's a lawyer, we sat down and read, um, the, was it like lawyers um, for protection of vulnerable New Zealanders or something, and yeah. I ended up voting no and I'm still not sure I made the right decision but there were a whole lot of points raised about the wording of the act and then it not being mm. correct and this is where politics needs to improve it's like when mm. everybody thinks we're voting on euthanasia we're not we're voting on the end of life choice act mm, it's a right. very different thing like what does that act actually mean it should be like the question should be you know do you support measures being put in place to reduce the harm of cannabis like and do you support money you know being taken out of um criminals and put into the public system or what have mm. you and then like are we going to then mm. implement policies to do this rather than getting people to vote on something that they're actually uninformed as to what it is yeah. and that to me that's really upsetting because I have always thought like if I get to the point I'm suffering I'll end it myself um, mm. or I want the option to do that yeah. but I don't feel I feel like we somewhat got robbed of the choice to vote yes for euthanasia by yeah. a poorly worded yeah. bill being introduced well, it's, but it's like the cannabis thing I actually made up my mind when I was standing in the ballot box <laughs> with the pen mm. and I voted yes but everything in my brain is saying this is crazy but people are going to smoke pot whether I vote Absolutely, yes or yeah. no yeah. Yeah. when I was at school like uh, I, I had access to pot if I wanted it from the time I was 13 mm. easily but if we wanted to get liquor we had to there was this one guy that used to hang out in Tadadangi village that was in his <laughs> 20s and I was you know didn't have a lot of social interaction, I think, and we, you know, managed to get him to buy us booze sometimes. Mm. But mm. it was a lot trickier than getting pot. The pot's mm. like, yeah, it's easy. Everybody yeah. can get pot, even if you yeah. never bought it before. I would assume mm. it wouldn't be that yeah. difficult. People put it up on Facebook sometimes. I saw someone on Facebook <laughs> the other day being like, "Oh, 
does anybody want to buy some magic herb? <laughs> Nobody's going to report him. You know, it's like just so. Well, it's I bet they are. Well, I bet he gets yeah. reported for that. You're still here today, Matt, and you haven't gone away yet. So. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I right. voted yes in the end was I saw that ad on TV where the cops said we've got better things to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the only reason mm, I voted yeah. yes in yeah. the end. It was the, the tipping point for me. Imagine that. Eh? This, I mean, the, everything's underfunded. But imagine having to deal with mm. things that are just you know as a policeman or well the reality is they weren't for years I mean no. basically weed has been legal in New Zealand and the UK yeah but disproportionately for like years, I think Maori and, white. yeah exactly um, <laughs> yeah. just anecdotal again but I, uh, I went to like a, a, a meeting like the anti-racist book club at the basement a couple of months ago and uh, somebody there had an anecdotal story of her uh, her partner when she was in her early 20s was Samoan and when they broke up one of the first things she thought was oh now I can smoke weed anywhere without having to worry about being getting caught because it's like if you're a person yeah. of colour in New Zealand and you're smoking pot, you're gonna you're like statistically more likely to be prosecuted for it than somebody who's white. Mm. So that's which is terrible. Like the the law should be somewhat black and white. Nuances for like the courtroom and a judge, but not not for the implementation of the law. So expecting mm. the police to make you know, their best judgment at the time is not fair on anybody, including the police. Like mm. we're all human, right. so it's. Well, that is the unfortunate yeah. thing that the law is black and white. Yeah, Treats them separately. Right. So, um, yeah, it's not implemented black and white. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that's the problem. We're trying to apply yeah. black and white to, to grey. Yes. Matt, yeah. no, this must be your favourite part of the show where you get to talk about your favourite party. Yeah, well, um, of the of the centre right parties, they are my favourite centre right <laughs> party. Um, so. What fantastic. page are we up to now? <laughs> <laughs> this one, the black one. <laughs> so, uh, fantastic uh, result, um, Michael. As we kind of predicted, I think, when we had you on, to be honest. Um, well done. Yeah. Uh, and how, how, what was your party vote? What did you personally do to get your party... Oh, this is like you're being quizzed yep. for a higher list ranking next Absolutely. <laughs> what did you personally do to get a higher... What, did, what was the party vote change in East Coast Bay, it's where you stood? Uh, I got uh, for candidate vote. I got eleven hundred and thirty-two, and the previous guy got two hundred and seventy-three. Wow! Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's more to do with David Seymour, who's got a great personality, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> get that, get that out there. Um, uh, and I got two thousand nine hundred votes, party votes, um, and that was up on the other on the other guy too. Um, oh, massively up. But, I mean, the total number last time yeah. was 13,000 for the whole country. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but just coming on the procrastinators, pod, podcrastinators, whatever that word is, um, that's probably why my party vote went up so high. I, think. Oh, I reckon, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. I think it's down to us. I just want to right. ensure that I get invited back. So <laughs> We're desperate for guests, Michael. You can <laughs> come back with me. I know I had to chase you to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, it was a good result, and personally for me it was a lot of learning. Um, I replaced a guy who got sick, so that's how I got involved with ACK, he, he's un, unwell. Was that the Green Hive COVID thing? No, no, no it, was far, it was far more serious oh, well, sorry, form yeah. of uh, illness. Um, so I only had a month, and then everything got cancelled. Every time mm. I had something organised, it got cancelled. Um, but what I did learn was that the first three minutes of being a politician literally the morning I started I was picking up a trailer to stick up billboards I think I told you this last time and this guy just about threatened to beat the hell out of me because it was I, I was bagging Jacinda 
yeah. and he was throffing at the mouth, and, and I'm thinking, I'm a politician now. All <laughs> <laughs> I can say is calm down. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the jungle, eh? Yeah. Anyway, he got dragged inside by his wife, and then his wife's yelling at him inside. <laughs> it was hilarious. So there's politics for you. But yeah. an interesting experience, really interesting experience. So how do you think, um, do you think acts are going to be able to keep up the momentum and kind of build on what they've achieved? Yeah, so I do. I do. I actually think they've got some very talented people um, coming through that are MPs for the first time. I think the big thing with ACT is that they actually have an opportunity to be oppositional and, and propositional. And I think if they go into this government now with that attitude... Uh, with a with an ability to work with both national labour, I think that's got to be good for the whole country. So yeah, I think there's good things on the horizon for ACT, act and I think it will get better. Mm, it feels like they've moved out from under national shadow a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And I also think that you know the big thing people I found on Facebook and and, and talking to me was that they all thought, think that ACT was this extreme right wing thing. Mm. It's not. It's actually more about hey, you're an individual. You need to have choices. Yeah, know? I mean, I don't agree with a lot of the policy, but you've got to say, at least with ACT, it's not a party of bigots, eh? Say, well, You're I not getting so. anyone in there, like, um, advocating against marriage equality or, you know, no. and traditionally, like, it's pretty socially liberal. Is that a right? Very, very, mm-hmm. very so, socially yeah, liberal. Yeah. So. I mean, gay marriage, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting anybody else, you can do what you like. You know, that's extreme libertarianism for you. Yeah. Um, but really, the reality is, what business is in mind of what what you do with your yeah, partner absolutely. I think I'd be really upset if I was on the right and I had um, like conservative fiscal views, but mm. I had to get into bed with people who um, literally, yeah, mm. <laughs> you know, like if I had to get into uh, bed with people like. Uh, Say Jerry Brownlee, or they says that he's changed, or Bill English, or people. Alfred Naro. Alfred Naro, yes. Oh mm. man, don't even get me started. But like, mm. you know, you should be able to have uh, have a right wing viewpoint and have that separate from church mm. policy, basically. Yeah, mm. personally. Yeah, I, look, I'm not religious at all, and I've always been a live and let live sort of person. It's not my business what someone chooses to to do yeah. with their life. Yeah. You know? um, so long as, as I said before, to me there's only two things that really matter. You know, you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting anyone else. Well, then those those choices you make around those parameters are yours. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting what you just said about people thinking that ACT is a far right party. Mm. Because four months ago, my wife was exactly the same, and I said, "No, you've totally." Ah, oh, well, I read something mm. ten years ago. I'm like, "No, you need to go back and revisit mm. ACT." Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like came out of the Labour. I mean, they're a lot far removed now, right? But it came out of the Labour Party originally. Mm-hmm. And I think the left to right, can, it's not a necessarily helpful thing, right? Because it's so much, you can be very left fiscally, but very um, mm-hmm. right, you know, socially mm-hmm. or vice versa. Right? Mm-hmm. And the end of that story was it that she ended up party voting act. Mm-hmm. After four months ago, saying, mm-hmm. had the opinion they were far right, mm-hmm. when and actually went away and listened to the interview mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that was when you got over yeah. the line in somebody else's electorate. But, but um, she actually went and party voted act in the end. I think we're also conditioned to be tribal, mm. and, and I think that's one of the problems that, that we're going to have to combat in society is that you know, we grow up and we think, well, this is the world, and it's a straight line, and, this, and there's no deviation. Yeah, you, can't, absolutely. you can't change and bend and move. Well, 
everything's flipped. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at, um, and this probably should be cut, but I look at uh, there's homosexuality there at zero, and there's dead straight at 10. And I don't believe anyone's a 10 or a zero. I think we're all on a line somewhere. Yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. on a spectrum with, uh, yeah. on, on all things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. All things. Darren, you're on a few spectrums. I am on a lot of spectrums, <laughs> indeed. That's <laughs> yes. correct. And definitely on that one. Mm. So um, we'll move on. Do you have any more questions for Act? I mean, um, I think I think Michael's uh, addressed addressed them the crucial ones really, which is about you know you, you've identified you've got an opportunity for real visibility here. Mm. I mean, I do have one comment to make, which is mm. there was a time when before I was in New Zealand when the United Future unexpectedly got. I mean, for Act this was a bit more expected, but United mm. Future ended up with nine MPs unexpectedly. One of whom turned out not to even be a citizen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Had to be kicked out of Parliament as soon as she was elected mm. in. And one of them was a doctor with an honorary doctorate or yeah, something. One yeah, one was a fake yeah. doctor. Yeah. And there was a whole load of basic candidates got elected who were totally unsuitable. And within a year, half of them had gone. Yes. And I think there'll be there'll be a lot of people in the media and in the other parties, in particular National and Labour, watching eagerly and rubbing their hands, waiting for some of those new ACT MPs to kind of prove that they've... Um, yeah, prove they're not up to the job, and I, I think it's going to be a challenge for them um, to kind of deal with that. And it's yep. the you kind of get the sense that, and don't get me wrong, the media will be doing this. There's a couple of Labour Party people that the media will be doing this to as well, mm. um, but they'll be trying to trip them up as Absolutely. well. And they'll be, tr- they'll be, the, the media will be all over them, and any mistake they make. And I was just before um, we started recording, I was just looking at a story the other day about one of the Act MPs has some notes written on his hand, mm. signed so in court. Yeah, which for those of us that do stand-up comedy, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sensible. <laughs> Good for him. But, you know, just literally a few initials to remind him of talking points. He's a new MP. I mean, why wouldn't you do that, to be honest? But there is a big story that he's not right for the job. It's the same thing, though, with, um, if you go back prior to that, where um, they had the alliance, which was New Labour, Greens, and a few others, and they picked up a few, few listed MPs who were highly unsuitable mm. for being a parliament but, and that, that's the problem is when you get an unexpected rise in party votes and your list is not as strong as it probably should be mm. you probably see that in Labour because there's just so many UMPs in parliament and it happens every yeah. um, every uh, term right a few, yeah. few MPs get turfed out of each party yeah, is anybody going to be sad to see the back of more impure? Simon Bridges won't be. It's like that Labour uh, National Party thing, person leaking those emails. You know. What was there to gain in that? Yeah. yeah. Denise Lee is uh, very sweaty at the moment. Mm. Yes. Investigate she that. should be as well. <laughs> and so she should be. One thing I think with that is now is they could uh, they probably the same with the Greens is start building on yes. on what they've got because it's as I say you're talking about tribalism there's people who've always voted national because that's what their families always voted their parents mm. have always voted national um, the same as people have always voted Labour I know our family's always been Labour mm. apart from the, when Jim Anderton took off the new Labour we went that way and then we went back but um, you need to actually start building on and dragging people saying, well, yeah, just because your family's, well, you've always gone that way, now you've gone this way, we need to hold on to those people, build up a new tribe. 
Overton moment. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a silly thing to vote the way you voted because you've always. I don't think loyalty is a good thing in terms of being a voter. I think we should be voting on people who think they're going to do the best job. Yeah, I mean, I did that without saying our family was always been. Always been Labour. I've been New Zealand first the last two elections. I'll probably be, probably be back to Labour again next election. Probably. Yeah. And I feel like I'm criticising Labour a lot, but also I don't feel like National needs any criticism. No. Alone, but, um, I think we've got enough on Saturday night. I feel like there's something with Labour that gets bandied about as like loyalty and stuff, but I don't think it's helpful to anyone. Mm. I think loyalty is a great thing in personal relationships and work, the workplace and all that sort of thing, perhaps, but not in politics. No. Without being snaky about it, but you know, we should be voting for people that we think will best do the best job and represent our interests, not just because our family's always voted for it. Or no. I think the job with ACT is harder because I think Greens went from 5 or 6 to 7.5. ACT went from 0.5 to nearly 8. Greens have got two new MPs. Yeah. You guys have got nine. But it's that, you know, holding on to a percent or two. There's obviously mm. a core base there, which was mm. 5, 6%. Mm. And it's expanded to about seven and a half. Mm. Act went like meteoric from 0.5 to to eight. And how much of that is going to remain as a core vote? A a core, a sort of like core vote, and how Mm. much is danger? For the Greens at the moment, probably one and a half percent. For Act, probably seven and a half percent. I think if Act don't get it right, they could very easily go back down to where they were. And in fact, if you look at the Epsom results this time, and if you look at long-term demographic te- trends in Epsom and I live next door in the, in the neighbouring electorate and I shop at the Pack and Save in Epsom Ooh. and uh, but that you know, qualifies you you look, at, uh, <laughs> you look at which is where David also shops yeah. um, and you also if you look at the uh, if you look at the um, the social the New Zealand attitude survey results for people who live in the Epsom electorate actually is a naturally progressive electorate. Mm. The fact is that people like David. He mm. gets re-elected because they like him. Mm. And um, he manages to monopolise that kind of centre-right vote because mm. of National basically putting a, an idiot candidate up against him. He can't count. Um, <laughs> so, like Grant Robertson. Paul Gardner should be in the mouth <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. He should have, I was expecting him to run in Tamaki Makara this time. Um, you know, there's there's actually a, there's a long-term demo, and you know, Labour came second mm. in the electorate vote mm. this time, amazingly, and that's despite a lot of Labour Party members still vote for Paul Goldsmith. In mm. always voted for Paul Goldsmith in Epsom to get rid of David. It seems that he's in danger of you know his electorate seat is not going to be safe forever. So being able to keep that sizable percentage mm. vote means you're guaranteed to stay in Parliament. Mm. And that's what he's going to need to do, I think, is, is building up his team. But I think if, if everybody's electorate seat is not safe, I think that's a great place to be. Yeah. Mm. And I don't mean yeah. that for Epson, I mean that for the whole country. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of complacency got into our political system. Well, voters definitely like um, punishment for it. Like Jerry Browning got yeah. turfed out after yeah, a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I split my vote. I mean, I you Zealand first party, but I voted for Labour in our electorate because... But they had the best chance of it ousting the, the sitting national MP. Were you Which electorate were you? Oh, get off. Simeon Brown's a great you guy. Yeah, my, he looks uh, like he's 12 years old. It doesn't matter. He, he does a fantastic job. Been, yeah, but he's national. After time. Jacinda. We do need to talk about Judith Collins. Yes, we do, actually. <laughs> Let's move yeah. on. Um, that's a good good segue. Yeah. So, how did how do we think Judith did, and how did she <laughs> handle the uh, media interviews and sort of press conference afterwards? You know, um, 
And how did she handle in, in discipline within her own ranks? Well, probably a lot better than what Jacinda's ever handled in discipline in her own ranks, where people have had to actually resign to go because they've been embarrassed they weren't fired. But... Um, <laughs> Um, Just answer the question, Darren. Look, I, I think Judith was on a hiding to nothing. She was always a difficult choice for the National Party because she's so polarising as an individual. I, I don't think, no matter who you put in charge of National three, three months out or whatever, but they had no chance of winning. She was always a did it. No, to be fair. No, she, she, actually, she actually didn't because MMP, National got yeah, the most yeah. amount of votes. But... By forming a coalition, she did. That's correct. But she she was never going to do it. National were in disarray for two years. Um, the entire party needs a mass clean out right the way from the top, all the way through. And joking aside, it's people like Chris Bishop, Simeon Brown, Christopher Luxon, Nicola Willis, Shane Ritty, Matt King, um, McIndoe before he lost his seat in Hamilton. People like that are the future of the National Party. Jerry Brownlee, Nick Smith. Judith's probably got a part to play, but not as leader. And yeah. probably Judith's probably only got maybe one election left in in her in uh, in uh, her constituency, Papagura. National are in serious danger if they don't get it right in the next two years of potentially becoming a third party because they are in a massive mess. I think Judith did what she could do. She was left high and dry Saturday night. Two MPs turned up to a yeah, thing, Jesus. and the rest of them were partying in their own electorates. Those that won, um, so you know she's obviously not a popular choice within either. Um, what they should have done to Judith is like, if you lose the election, you probably got to go. But now's not the right time for her to go. I think they do still need some stability for six months. If Luxon's going to be the guy, let him get into Parliament, see how Parliament works, work around it. You know, the one thing about Luxon, he's had a massively high-profile job, he's had an international job, he's been under enormous pressure in the past. He's worked for a company that's 50-odd percent owned by the government, so he kind of understands a little bit, but now's not the time for him to take over. It's like another John Key, sort of. Absolutely. You think about Amy Adams and Mickey Kay, I'm going, I'm staying... Oh, yeah, I'm going. I mean, that's fair enough though, because it was depending very much on the, on the leadership of the party. But, but yeah. what what message did that send? Well, they just it's, said yeah. it's, it's, it's without saying it. It's like saying I'm keen to stay if Todd Mullins in because I support him, and I'm not if Judith mm. Collins is in, which is fair enough because mm. it is a very different mm. party depending on who is leading it, and well, all parties, right? Who's leading it and who's in what position in cabinet and stuff well, yeah that's the interesting question isn't it would Todd Muller or Simon Bridges have done any worse or better than Judith maybe or was it beyond them I think Bridges maybe have done better he, he was he was obviously mm. unpopular with the public but think back to February when a poll was done in February ACT and National were on to govern before Covid hit mm. there was a poll where National Labour was summoned at like 44 and act and national at 46 or 47 or something like that. So at one point he was popular. Muller, I think, tried to do the best thing and go, hang on, this is a sinking ship, someone needs to step in. He massively underestimated the size of the job. And for some reason, including Hoskin, the entire media just went after him and it was then just scrambling and it was mistake after mistake after mistake. Goldsmiths and Mary, um, you know... <laughs> Um, and, and all the other things that followed, they were just almost trying to appease. They were almost trying to appeal to the left way too much, like trying to justify that we had diversity, that we had Maori, that we had 
they just went on a massive over-appeasement, and I think that came back massively to buy because they got them all wrong for a start. Um, and then Collins was really probably the only credible candidate left to kind of do anything. Mm-hmm. No, and, and she made an appalling choice of deputy. But the good news now for any school in the South Island that needs a woodwork teacher. So is he out? Is he low enough down on the list? That he's he's well, he's he's, he's, two, on he's, he's two on the list, oh, but he, he has yeah. said that he's going to consider his future. So I fully expect him to go. I hope he fucks off. If if next, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. As, as a union delegate would describe, there's a lot more redundancies to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yes, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think we'll see the I think we'll see the back of him, and I think um, there's some interesting whispers about Christopher Luxton and some of the divisions within the party around that, and you see that on the one side there's Luxton and his supporters, and on the other side there's people like Bishop and Retty, who you've already mentioned, and it's going to be interesting seeing what kind of side takes the first step because my assumption is that it'll be a strategic decision it won't be somebody winning in an internal battle there'll be a decision by both sides to agree who's going to go first yeah i think matt mitchell's still a possible leader is it he's ruled himself out but then so did judith Um, yeah he's got to still be in play if something unexpected he is he is um i mean obviously (laughs) brown and luxon and those guys represent the christian national Mm. Um, and then you have then you have the other side then you have the other side and that's the thing right because that kind of Christian national if it doesn't if it doesn't find itself a place within national that's where the new conservatives and all those guys will come in that's where they're going to go and that's why I think next election it's important not only for national to get it right for that reason but there is a danger. There is a five to ten percent hardcore right Christian element Mm -hmm. of New Zealand politics. That terrifies me personally. Is is potentially there. I thought the thing about Alvin, Alfred Naro wanting to form a Christian party was just like frightening and I don't think anyone was worried about it enough and it was just that he got lumped in with the Vision Party and who were just lunatics that, yeah. with yeah. no credibility that it tanked it but that is a scary thought that someone like the Conservatives or New Conservatives would get into power but then I guess at the same time uh, Ashley Bloomfield's like quite an evangelical Christian isn't he? That's right, yeah. He's, he is. You know, he's a... Doesn't seems to manage to separate that from his job, so I guess you'd hope that someone could do like a Winston Peters thing in terms of appealing to a fringe element without actually pushing the agenda. And look, I'm religious, I make no bones about it, but I don't vote national because they're a mm. pro religion party or oh, anything you, you've like that. literally never mentioned that on the podcast before. I haven't, but That's I am, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I actually, you're a Buddhist. No, <laughs> do I look relaxed enough to be a Buddhist? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Catholic. But change yeah. Catholic. I was actually born Church of England, and when I was nineteen, made the decision oh, to switch. Like Mel Gibson. There's something like that, except not yeah. anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> you drink drive? <laughs> I'll do all that. Yeah. 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 But I don't represent the religious yeah. part no. of the National well, Party. I mean, but um, religion doesn't need representation in Parliament unless it's persecuted. Really, it should yeah, just be correct. something like yeah. your sexuality. Just do what you want to do and don't inflict yeah. it on anybody. Well, else. and that's and that's the case in the Labour Party. You know, there's a lot of those Labour Party MPs are Christians yeah. but you'll just never know but what I have seen in talking church. to a couple of National Party voters the few of us that were left there's um, <laughs> there is um, didn't take you long right. <laughs> there is a want to see National go more right a lot of National voters that stayed National mm. are starting to get fed up with the centrist stuff they want to see a defined shift over to the right um, choice. That's right, mm. absolutely. Otherwise, they're going to go somewhere else, and that's probably mm. going to be apt. Mm. Do you 
Do you think there will be a, a place for a, a th- like a third right party? You know, like is it going to be like a? Well, uh, and the, well, there is that one that I talked about that there could be, but it mm. might be too far right. Um, obviously, I, I always thought New Zealand First verged across that side a little bit, but um, obviously, Act and National are the two core ones. Um, I, I, yeah, I think unless it could be more of an extremist one that appears. So, are you saying New Zealand First is going to leave a void? Yeah, most yes. definitely. Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. I think it does, and I think that 2.7%, that's a lot of votes. Mm. 2.7% is a lot, especially if you add it to 0.9 and 1.5, that's over 5. Mm. And that's getting into government, Some that's getting into parliament somewhere mm. with some MPs as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, but I don't think they'll all go to the same... They, that, they'll, they'll split no. them off. Yeah, well, the I fact is, depends, some, yeah, some, some never did return to Labour as well. That's yeah, some have gone to Labour, some have gone to National, some have gone to I mean, let's La- face Labor's it, Labour's right. not going to be where it is now, but the next election, is it? It's, it can't no, be. It can't no. be. No. <laughs> but if you look at it right, you go, New Zealand first could be gone. Mm. Advanced New Zealand could be gone. Mm. Top, they say they're going to stay could be gone mm. um, although I found top to be more leftist swinging than, than right mm. um, with their taxation policies etc so then you've got this void of about 7% mm. which and way. you've still got national that if they don't get it right so there's and, this and that's where you come to do you want you know is that why ACT are actually important as a safety valve as well maybe they totally. were on the new safety valve because the fact is they're going to remain socially liberal yeah mm. at least totally so what happened happen to United Future Christian Heritage is that they ceased to exist completely? yeah they've gone yeah mm. United Future have gone haven't they yeah that, that's it went back to Labour didn't it uh, yes and uh, their, their, their leader who replaced Peter Dunn I think has joined Labour that's yeah. right I might be wrong yeah. there but yeah. he's, he's yeah. certainly comes to a lot of our stuff so the last of our parties Matt 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 the most ecstatic of us all really only a couple of questions yeah oh, quick cool. fire questions can we go tober on them yeah we go tober all over him so uh, it's all over tober it's all over tober it's going to be flying internationally for a while so let's go tober so um, should you form a coalition no why not because we'd be doing the green we'd be we're doing the greens a favor by not forming a coalition and so i'm speaking from my personal point of view here not the party point yep. of view um, <clears throat> certainly shouldn't be forming a coalition, shouldn't give them any ministerial positions because they cannot oppose us if they're part of the government effectively and we saw what that did to New Zealand first. Um, I think it's very important that ACT are not the only effective opposition and I think that we need to see opposition mm. from both sides and I want to see the Greens being an effective opposition from their position. I agree with it. Can Labour survive this term on justice in Domania? Nope. You've got to deliver haven't you? No, there are no to, excuses. So for me, we've got to... I'm not sure if you've asked the right question. Yeah, so we... No, you asked right. a good question. I was going to say, yeah, not, not, not the right... Sorry, yeah, I was answer. meant to fall so, all over but like, Labor, a politi- like a politician, I'm going to answer the question I want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is... Yeah, no, we need to we need to bring some of those other, some of the other talent um, to the fore in the media so that people can start understanding the role they play and the importance of it. And I do think... That not having um, a handbrake in, in government is going to be helpful for that actually because there, the fact is um, there was stuff the party wanted to do that New Zealand First did very effectively um, prevent and um, you know it's not all left-wing stuff necessarily it's stuff that from across the spectrum that they happen to disagree with and that's fine it was a coalition now it's not a coalition and I think that 
there's definitely an opportunity to um, for people to step up there and, and deliver on what they're the jobs they're given. One of the things I would hope to help achieve that is we don't get such. And part of this is a problem with the New Zealand system where, you know, there's this kind of terror of having government cabinets that are too large. And so giving multiple extremely complex cabinet portfolios to one person. I don't mm. think that's sustainable. I think giving mm. I think giving one person transport and housing was a mistake. And I think giving another person immigration and you know employment relations combined was another mistake but so still I, doing that now with education and health <clears throat> well yeah i mean that was as a temporary yeah. measure in, in the run-up to the election we'll, I, I would assume that won't continue and I, I think it would be a serious mistake if that if it does happen like that um and i think we need to i think we need to and ian's already touched on this quite a lot we need to look at those people who voted national we need to look at the survey results of that survey about why sorry the regular national voters who lent their votes to labor look at why they did and understand how we can keep as many of them as possible. And that doesn't mean necessarily moving to the right, because actually, as we've already talked about a bit, a lot of the average voter, very much like Michael here, they'll vote based on who they think is going to be the best person to do the job at the time. You get your hardcore of people that have always voted for your party, but you get those, the majority will actually vote for different people based on different things. And it's not necessarily left or right things, it's a, a kind of much more complex than that. So I think we need to understand that. Is it, should you be shifting your policy and stuff in order to attract voters that have come across from national? Because shouldn't you, like the Labour Party be campaigning on what they believe is the right thing to do rather than sort of being like, here are our policies. If you don't like them, we've got some more. Just please vote for us. Yeah, so no, what <laughs> I mean is it helping them to understand why what we're doing is the right thing right, and why they would benefit from it. Yeah, it's and going to be. It's more marketing, really. Mm. It's more your marketing, not your policies. It's going to be very important for Labour to understand why they've been successful. Because yeah. really, if you look in depth at what they've done the previous three years, they haven't actually done a lot, but they've been. They've muddled through. And I think COVID's given you a fantastic opportunity to, to really do something now. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's just whether or not you understand what you've got absolutely I, th I think you're right and I think that as well it needs to be balanced with delivering for what actual core Labour voters want that is important as well and speaking as one myself and speaking as one who spoke to literally thousands during the campaign thousands of people who would normally vote Labour to remind them to vote um, I think that it's going to be extremely hard to walk that tightrope and we've also got no one to blame it on if it goes wrong. Yeah. I mean, I was on Saturday night saying, you know, we could form a coalition with the Greens and they would be our mudguard, essentially, which is very much what Irish governments do. They'll bring Greens, the like small parties like Greens and Labour, so small in Ireland, bring them in as a coalition partner, then basically blame everything on them. Mm -hmm. the but you can't and this time anyway. coalition partner gets knocked out of Parliament that time, they get punished and, and you continue. <laughs> What yeah. Because what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, I I don't think it, I don't think you did. I don't think New Zealand first. I think it was a bit different for New Zealand first this time. Actually, I don't think you got blamed for anything as such. I think you just didn't have enough to keep the your coalition of voters together. Mm. Um, and I think that's what we need. I think we need to learn from the New Zealand first issue actually, and we need to keep that coalition of support together next time. And the best way to do that is to understand why they vote for us and what policies it is that we've got coming to answer your point that they actually like and feel we're going to benefit them and delivering on those ones focusing mm. on those ones and that'll be a, some mutually exclusive ones that are contradictory and you can't obviously keep there's no way we'll keep that 
number of votes together. Mm. You know, we'll almost certainly, the other thing to bear in mind, we'll almost certainly need, if we're going to continue in, in a third term, we'll almost certainly need a coalition partner for the third term. So who's that going to be, you know? We need to keep your friends close. Could be national. Um, <laughs> well, could be, it's a small party. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. So what's the first thing Jacinda, Jacinda needs to cross off the list? Uh, well, I've got I've got my day job and I've got policies. Well, she should cross you off. That's that courageous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they need to deliver on. So they're going to come up with a program for the first hundred days of government, I would hope, um, which actually means the first hundred days of the new year. Um, and I would like to see some delivery on some of their industrial relations promises, including fair, uh, introducing legislation for fair pay agreements. Um, Can I ask you a question? So you're talking about industry-wide negotiations essentially yes which is not like the old award scheme and it's not like the system in australia so there's already draft legislation written because mm. um, it nearly got through in the last parliament um, but basically there are industries where both the workers and the responsible employers mutually agree mm. that terms and conditions are driven down by cow- cowboy operators that you can't regulate like the commercial cleaning industry for instance mm. So what we would do is essentially negotiate to establish minimum terms and conditions for that industry mm. um, and then you know do that every three years and basically remove the need for collective employment agreements within that industry by doing that. And then the cowboy operators that come in will need to ab- abide by them and if they don't, they'll be driven out of the, biz- out of mm. the market. And that is a key promise of um, the Labour Party made. Greens support it as well. And uh, I would fully hope to see that in the first 100 days. But I think... I think actually setting a tone for the government is the most important thing and making it clear that actually the intention is to deliver for as many of the people that voted for Labour as possible. I think the one thing you, you alluded to earlier by saying the like of the likes of the coalition had airtime and that's why your talent didn't get through. I think the problem is the reason why your talent also didn't get through is that you've got such a prominent leader in the respect of airtime, airtime, airtime. Mm. Yeah. And naturally no one thou shalt step out the shadow type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're very good at locking those in the shadows that should be, um, <laughs> like Davis and Twyford and Nash and all of those people. Um, but I think the problem is when you have a personality politician like you've got, it's actually hard for those people to get the airtime because mm-hmm. that's not who the media wants to see anyway. And that's oh. the problem with New Zealand politics, right? Because the same thing was true of John Key and Helen Clark. Oh, I disagree yeah, with that. I would say yeah. that if, if you went out onto the street and said, name 10 people in the Labour um, cabinet, they'd have struggled. I reckon yeah. under key, you would have easily have done it. Mm. No problem whatsoever. Joyce, Brownlee, Key, English, Collins, you would have just no, reeled them off. I've done this, right? And uh, under key, and I'll tell you what, there's a uh, dildo man. Choice. If you ask people, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about this is what members of the public would say back <laughs> to me. Dildo man, um, key, uh, English. English. The ma- and, and the mad Cook Island Christian. <laughs> Basically. They're the ones people with yeah. well, all I know is, is was was, his, there was, was key in English, both of I hate with a passion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never had the real English for spaghetti on pizza. Tin spaghetti on pizza. What's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Almost. A, that's a traditional Kiwi homemade pizza. Is it? It's used as spaghetti because yeah. it's the sauce base. Now we're going to get I'm to with you. Answers, eh? No, no, I'm so with you. We're back at that Overton window yeah. again. <laughs> oh, that's uh, well done, Bill, for making that acceptable. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's almost as bad as David Cameron eating a hot dog with a knife and fork. Oh, oh, okay. oh, <laughs> 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 the thing is, there's a lot of 
like strong personalities as leaders, apart from national, um, <laughs> is like Labour. Everyone knows who Jacinda Ardern is, but hardly anybody knows the rest, mm-hmm. rest of the cabinet. That's I think New Zealand first suffers from that as mm-hmm. well as Uncle Winston. Everybody yeah. knows Winston Peters. Some you Shane Jones. As for the rest, yeah. no idea who the rest of them yeah. are. Um, the Greens have got a couple. Um, mm. You got your, your co-leaders and Chloe, but who else? As, 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 as big names. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this last section, we're just going to literally go question. So like outcome of a cannabis referendum, what you think. And then if you're willing to say how you voted, you don't have to. And then we do the guess. same for end of life. I know who's voted. And then at the end, just, you know, who you think was the biggest winner on the night? Bang, biggest winner, biggest winner, biggest winner, biggest losers. And then just finish off like that. Cool. Cool. Let's so go. Let's, let's start with you, Darren. Um, what do you reckon is going to be the outcome of the cannabis referendum and how did you vote? I think it's going to be tighter than what people think. I think it could be 54-46 or 53-47. Or 420. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, look, at you, look at you, street dude. Look at you, street dude. I didn't think you were that cool. Oh, I learned that yesterday. <laughs> I think it's going to be 51-49. Or, oh, it's or Brexit. Brexit. It's going to be, right. be real close. And if it doesn't get through, you can blame me because I voted no. <gasps> Ian, do you want to share which way you voted? Cannabis, yes. Yep, yes. Michael's already admitted it. And I don't think it's going to be close. Which way do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to be no. I voted like a hard, strong yes, but I think it was going to be no, unfortunately. I voted a hard, strong yes, and I agree with these two. I think it's going to be a a no, but I do think it's probably going to be slightly closer than we expect. I think it's going to be a close expect. It illustrates the stupidity of putting things through a referendum when they should just put it through if it's the correct thing to do based on evidence. It's my personal opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely wish... Being from the UK at Brexit time, I wish we had fewer referendums, definitely. <laughs> um, end of life bill. Joel, let's start with you this time. Uh, I've voted no because I had reservations on the act itself after sitting down with a friend who's a lawyer or a law student and reading through some stuff, and I'm not completely convinced on that, but I 100% agree with euthanasia in principle. I just don't think the end of life act specifically is well worded. But Sorry. I think it will go through. Yeah. So I voted no, I think it will go through. But uh, I think it's going to pass. Mm. I voted yes. Uh, personal experience was definitely yes for me. Mm. The only thing that did throw me into a conundrum was I went to my doctor and I said, what's your position? He was opposed. And that really threw me because I said, why? He said, well, I've seen kids come in with their parents. And I'm like, you. Yeah, the legislation has to be really strong. Mm. I thought if it being a doctor, he was in the... Obviously, in the in the career of saving lives, not ending them, and yeah. that yeah, might so be his reason. Did he vote no because of the legislation, or because he's opposed to euthanasia in principle? He voted no because he felt that he based it on the children that bring their elderly parents in to see him. Right. Mm. That was his rationale for going no. But I mean, that's not the question, though, because if you can mm. support euthanasia as long as those things are taken mm. care of, like as long as there are safeguards to prevent people being coerced mm. so that not not many to undermine what you're saying but no. I think that's the question is like do you support euthanasia 
if it is properly like if there's a bill that's properly implemented mm. to stop it being abused or mm. what have you and that would be interesting to know what his opinion on that was there because it sounds like he's worried that parent kids will bring their parents in and try and Put knock them off, them off yeah, and get absolutely. the inheritance absolutely yeah. uh, but I think anybody should be yeah mm. yeah totally I voted yes uh, mainly I thought it comes down to personal choice and mm. it's anyone voting I thought I know is arrogant selfish yeah, good mm. point. That was, that, well, that was my opinion. I mean, I'm not looking into the wording of the act or how good mm. the act was yeah, or not. Yeah. Just on euthanasia question itself. Through my personal experience, absolute yes, hard yes, and I hope it passes. But I think it could be tight again. Yeah. Oh, I think they'll pass with a massive yeah, yeah, me too. majority. Yeah. To be Imagine honest. being in that position and just have, like suffering and then having to like not you know having to sort out. It's horrible. Hey, the thought of it. You know, yeah. So, on that, yeah. on that bright note, um, God, I'll be glad when the referendum council announced and we don't have to discuss that one oh, anymore. That's right. So well, we've got two weeks and then know, yeah. we can give all of our reasons why on the We're next show. Ask, why didn't it come out on the night? Why wasn't the, the Because results? I think of all the special, special votes and votes. stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So what do you get finalised? Yeah, because if it is close, 51, 49, then oh, yeah, yeah. special votes. Got said yes, and then they had to say, oh, no, sorry. sorry. And everyone's like hiding their bags of weed. and you mean like standard like, holiday euthanasia businesses. Do you mean like, uh, <laughs> is Chloe in any danger? Literally in the middle one. of a... Of no, a, of I don't, well, I don't... Is no, Chloe in any not, danger of special vote? No. I know Shane Retty is, and I know Matt King is, and a few... Matt King definitely is. National Denise Lee is as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll do this, everyone. I'll do all four questions in one go, and I'll start off with Matt. Biggest winner on the night? Uh, Jacinda. Yuck. Biggest losers? National. Person you'll miss the most? Winston. And person you'll miss the least? Uh, Alfred Naro. So no surprises there. No surprises whatsoever. Michael, biggest winner? Oh, it has to be act by a long way. Good man. Yep. Biggest loser? Or losers? I believe it's New Zealand, but... <laughs> I think that's a really good point, actually. Um, person you'll miss the most? I love him or hate him. has to be Winston. I think that's a, not a sad loss, but inevitable loss. And person you'll miss the least? Well, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of any green MPs left. <laughs> <laughs> your point, I mean. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Joel, biggest winners? Or biggest uh, winner? Act. And maybe like closely followed by Labour, but I think it's a massive win for Act. Uh, biggest losers? The National Party. Person you'll miss the most? Don't think I'll miss any of them that are going off the top of my head. Good man. And person you'll miss the least? Uh, Alfred Nara and hopefully Maureen Pugh <laughs> and Winston Peters. So. Do you want to just roll out a piece of paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my list out. Oh, Nick so. Smith. I Nick Smith. Nick Jerry Smith. Brownlee, great great ones. There we go. Ian, biggest yeah. winners on the night or biggest winner? Uh, I think actually at Labour and Green are all, all pretty big winners. Biggest loser? National. God's sake. Person you'll miss the most? <laughs> Uncle Winston. Got to be Winston, yeah. hasn't it? Person you'll miss the least? No, they're, all, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go. Uh, biggest winners, I think... Um, without being Wait, obvious. I'll ask you. So oh, go on around. then, do it. Darren, would you like to tell us who you think the biggest winners are? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, Chloe Swarbrick. Biggest losers? I don't know. I want to say Rawiri Waititi, if I pronounced his name correct. The Maori seat, yeah, actually getting true. Maori back in Parliament. Oops, that that looked big. absolutely dead wait, and done. Wait till the special votes are counted. An act, yeah. yeah. Biggest losers? Um, I think, actually, Tamati Coffee and Helen White, because if with that, 
surge behind you if you can't win your seat then well you are hopeless anyway <laughs> Frank, and, Frank, Frank, and Kelvin Frank. Davis for that disgraceful speech yeah <laughs> oh man Bloody what God. about the national MPs that didn't bother to turn up to Judith's party they are losers but um, I actually think of the other biggest loser is Nationals talent that was coming through that is not going to be on the list yeah Paul mm. Bennett and <laughs> who are you going to miss the most oh probably the sideshow that's Jamie Lee Ross and Billy TK probably Jesus. you're right actually oh. Jamie no yeah. I just no I don't, and I don't mean that that I love them I mean just you look at you just know, the pandemonium that they've caused it's just like it just became a sideshow on there's its own there's another podcast still come out of this just on, <laughs> just on those two there is yeah, we well, interviewed Jamie Lee Ross it'll before be as well. can be we, we get in trouble for talking uh, in trouble for talking shit about people on a podcast nope. no not at Billy all Billy TK so, is renowned throughout music for not paying people being abusive like he's a piece of shit so fuck Billy TK you can put me on record of saying that fine yeah. cool I think and you can add him to the people you're most, no, yeah, most, most likely to miss. He doesn't deserve yeah. the title of a person. Mm. He's an absolute scumbag. Yeah, well, that's good to hear because um, that's something that unites us all. And who are you going to... We asked who are you going to least miss? Shane Jones. Ooh, good answer. Nice choice. It's like drinking wine, isn't it? <laughs> so, gentlemen, we have come to the end of the podcast. It has been riveting discussion and... Um, Thank you very much for your times on this public holiday Friday in Sea Island. Thank you very much. Michael McCook, Joel Vincent. Thanks. I'm not thanking you. I'm not thanking <laughs> you for the next three right. years. Darren, fuck off. <laughs> and, and yes, Michael, Ian and Joel, thank you very much. Brilliant. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It's great, guys. Thanks, heaps. Lots of fun. <laughs>